Hello, welcome to Tweet the Leader New Podcast, where we chat about realistic leadership theories. My name is Templeton Sawyer. I am your one and only host of this great, amazing podcast. And today's podcast is actually starting off a new um, season and episode where we're going to be talking about diverse leadership and having a, a different perspective. Diversity can be defined in so many ways. And this is a roundtable discussion. So it's an open discussion um, for our team members who are going to be joining. And also we have the great um, special guest of Tyree Haley, um, who is a student service and black and African cultural support advisor at the Nova Scotia Community College um, here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, so we are so happy to have you here today, man. And welcome the great, amazing team members, Ashley Hecke, Rex Charlton, I am so excited to have you folks joining this important discussion on leadership and diversity. This is a very important discussion, so let's just get right into it. First of all, how are folks doing? Tyree, how are you, man? What's going on, everybody? I'm just so happy to be here with you, Templeton. Uh, you're such a great personality, great soul, and, and you know, me and you are on the board for Dunmore Buddy Day, and I'm just so happy to be here, you know, in your space with your people. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. This no morning. problem, man. Ashley, Yusuf, Rex, how are you folks? What's going on? Hey, we're fantastic. Good to hang out with you. That's right. That's I'm great. Great, 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 man. Thank you so much for having me on Yusuf. this podcast again. I'm so, so happy for, for this. So thank you. Yeah, and I'm also really excited. This is uh, my second episode ever. Um, so far, everything's going great, and I'm excited. Awesome. Diversity is very important when it comes down to developing and changing in, in today's workplace and also in a global economy. When we look at diversity, we have lots of different di definitions. Um, a lot of people around the world are changing um, its realm of spaces and making a diverse perspective happen. And so we're here to have an important discussion and an important uh, way of changing where we can go um, and all that good stuff. Um, I want to start the question off today. What is the difference between diversity and inclusion? Ashley, go ahead. I think the difference between, you know, you can create diversity is taking the Regardless of who's at the table, diversity is people from all walks of life, whether it's culture, experience, uh, etc., and including a whole breadth of people uh, within any given task or question. If you take 10 people, ask them the same question, you're going to get uh, 10 diverse answers. Inclusion is including anyone at all to do anything that anybody can do any anything, in my opinion. That's a great point. Yusuf, I think you have an amazing input. Um, also, as an international student um, who is from Dubai, I, I think it's really good to see um, how is the diversity and inclusion being here in Canada. But speak about your definition and then go on from there. Okay, so um, the way I see diversity is having the availability of people of different from different demographics, such as culture, age, and gender. Um, that in itself is diversity. Inclusion is when um, there's awareness in diversity and uh, people put the effort to um, reduce discrimination and, uh, and promote diversity even more. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would say that diversity brings a lot of um, different perspective from 
from a cultural perspective, but also from an opinion perspective as well. So you have to look at diversity <laughs> from two different ways of life. Um, a lot of people I've seen um, looking at diversity from a cultural perspective, which is very, very, very important in today's society. Um, but also looking from a, a from a broader perspective, from open mindedness, I would say, um, of being open um, to hearing. Tyree, I think it's very important to hear your perspective as well. What What are your thoughts, man? Um, so I, I did get a chance to look at the questions this morning and I, I love the questions. And um, I guess like how I want to describe diversity and inclusion would be almost like peanut butter and jelly because you can't have one without the other. And I think that they go together so well. So my definition for diversity, uh, much like Ashley and Yosef had said, is uh, basically just the, you know, whether it be gender, you know, um, race, uh, religion, sexual orientation, you know, um, I feel like diversity is just having a, a group of people from all walks of life and, and be able to, you know, be in a, in a situation. And this is where inclusion comes in because inclusion is including everybody in all walks of life. So you can have a diverse place, but it not be inclusive. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that, you know, they really both go together in tend and like together really well. Um, and you have to like, you know, include inclusiveness awesome. when you're talking I about diversity. Thank you so much, man. Rex, I think it's, it's really good to grab you on this question. I think this number one question is very important to hear everyone's perspective. And then we'll, we'll go into other questions where others may have different, may back wing and other, others will respond. So Rex, go ahead. Wow. I mean, everyone hit the nail on the head, honestly, when it comes down to diversity and inclusion. Um, but for me, like, honestly, um, you know, you can't go exactly what Terry say when he talk about it can't go without the other, right? Um, so honestly, for me, like coming out from, you know, we came from the Bahamas. Uh, we really didn't know too much about diversity too much because all pretty much all of us are the same kind right um so again when we travel when we came to canada what we realized that you know there is diversity there is we have to be inclusive of each other so again diversity is just going you know diversity is having each other um making sure it's diverse you know having it where there's sexual orientation again like so many different aspects that plays a role in diversity but again inclusive uh inclusion is ma making sure everyone is included in that circle not just being like separate so yeah can, no, I, can I, I say I, something I there because i thought rex made one of the best, really great point there i grew up yeah. in a town of 500 people and mm. much like yourself everyone was the same kind too i don't mm -hmm. think i met in my entire school, I don't think there was a person of a different color, like a different you know color or religion than I was. I mean, there might have been, but I, did, I was a kid. And I think you know when I went, I left and I finished my last year of high school in Halifax West, and that was completely different. And I think there's an importance even at a young age to start thinking about how how do we you know showcase different cultures and experiences. I I I, I thought that was just a really cool question, a really cool point. Wow, and, and, and I look at the, the different cultural perspectives here. Uh, we have an African Nova Scotian, we have someone from Dubai, we have also um, also uh, a Canadian. Ashley, where are you from again? I'm from uh, Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. So, so Nova Scotian, um, and also from Bahamas, we have two Bahamians. And so we have a whole diverse um, our cultural perspective here. And I, I want to use, um, I'm currently attending this Black Policy Conference, which is happening um, currently as we speak. 
Um, and one of the African proverbs that they used, um, and I think it resonates with diversity and inclusion, is if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I feel that when, when we think about that diverse perspective, not including, you have to include the togetherness. Ombuto, I think that's um, the spirit of togetherness. Um, and I, I've been in this Ombuto spirit, but uh, since I actually left the, the retreat of the Del Mora Buddy Day Learning Institute, uh, which me and Tyree sits on the board for, uh, we, we saw that togetherness. And I, I think it resonates for us to bring that up um, as we continue to move forward. So let's just go into the other question. How have you demonstrate and actively commit yourself to diversity and inclusion um, in your roles that you play um, of career-wise? And I will start with Tyree and then go along. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, so that's a really good question uh, because, you know, you can talk as much as you want about diversity and inclusion, but, like, how are you actually committing to doing that? And I think that that's really important. Um, so as, as Templeton had said, uh, my role uh, at the college is, is a student service advisor and African cultural support. So basically, I'm the go-to advisor for all like the black students, whether they're, you know, from the Caribbean or they're from Africa or they're, you know, a black Nova Scotian like myself. Um, they would come to me for a variety of different reasons. Um, how I demonstrated like commitment to diversity and inclusion is that even though I'm technically supposed to be an advisor for black students um, and there are international advisors and indigenous supports uh, as well I don't limit myself to just deal with you know black students so I make sure that you know I, I am making my uh, office uh, welcome to all aspects of diversity and people inclusion you know I had someone that was non-binary come into my my office and you know sat down and we had a nice chat and stuff and you know, just to get perspectives from them is so crucial because, you know, um, I feel like we're, when when we're brought up, you know, as children and, and even into adolescence, you know, some of our, our parents, um, you know, and their beliefs can kind of trickle down on us, whether we like it or not. And it isn't until you become your own adult that you realize that the world is a much better place when you're open minded and you get to know different people that you wouldn't take the time to get to know to. So. You know, to answer your question, Templeton, I think that just, you know, in my workspace right now, it just being more open minded to, to talk to different people of different walks of life that I might not have been comfortable doing so when I was younger and had a small mindset to now just, you know, almost appreciating those interactions more than interactions with people that come from the same background as me. Because I feel like, you know, when you're when you when you truthfully um uh, you know, give some, give everybody a chance to like tell their story and what they've been through. I think that that just makes you a better person and, you know, and essentially just a good human overall. Awesome. Ashley, I think it's, it's good for you to add on to this discussion. What do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that I come at this from a completely different angle than Tyree and I echo your sentiments. I am a business owner and I developed a business entirely to make technology more uh, inclusive inherently. Uh, my client base is 
what I think that you can do to include diversity is not only just in your staff, because the technology industry is quite diverse culturally and through, through a lot of people, but actually it's client diversity for me. Technology is also, in a lot of cases, very exclusive to people that know how to use computers that are physically able. And I think you can promote diversity and inclusion, not just by who you work with, but who you work for and what, what you, your corporate values are uh, and that make sure that your services and products are accessible and diverse and reflect the interests of those people. And that you consult with them on what their actual needs are and figure it out if you're missing the mark. Fully agree. Fully agree. Rex, what are your thoughts? Gee. Thought? Wow. <laughs> Everybody's hot. Everyone's, the topic is hot, man. The topic is hot. Um, but. Like I would just stay with my two my two rules that I was in. Well, I'm currently in one. Currently in one, but I would say my my um, would be student union. I was the first black student union president um, at Mount Vincent University. So it's really it was really the an eye opener for me to say like, wow, in 20 years it was the first black student. I was first black student union president. So it was really like an eye opening, and it was you know I I really brought that you know, that sense of, you know, there could be change, you know, there could be diversity, you know? Um, so I was, I, and, 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 and Templeton was with me when I was like getting accepted as, as student president. He's like, Rex, you got this, you got this, you got this, Rex. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, keep on pushing and, and being able to achieve that goal. That was honestly amazing for me. And I will speak on my current role. I work for a financial institution here in Halifax. Um, and I was I was able to promote change by you know um, they had we we work at a financial institution whereas there's a lot of things that goes on with with when it comes down to pride where it comes down to different events but we we didn't really see much happening for um, when it comes down to Black History Month it was really nothing you know uh, happening it was I we just was like it was just like a, day, a regular day and so for me I we sat down I sat down with my managers and 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 the head and I was like you know like we, we really need to do something we really gotta we really have to step it up as a as a financial institution you must be we must be able to be more inclusive and then I me my little voice that really is that's a really have a position um, really stand out and make a change and so for i've been with the company from tw from 2019 and so from now ever since they've made a difference to to have black history month and wear you know wear black t-shirts and so for me this little guy from the bahamas actually made a little difference in this big company was like honestly it's like wow i can actually make a difference you know um and being able to because there was really nothing you can see like different events that was happening throughout mm -hmm. the throughout the throughout halifax and, and nova scotia but there was really really nothing happening for for the for the blacks and so it was really it was really eye-opening it was really touching it was really motivating to say yo you're like you can do things you know your voice can be heard and so for a little guy like me to a big company like like them it's like wow i can do things you know so yeah yeah and i i would speak from uh, also from an employment perspective because i i work for in the employment industry um and at our organization we focus on from a diverse perspective of of team dynamic and also focusing also on that inclusiveness of welcoming everyone um, into our space from accessibility, um, disability needs and all that good stuff and helping people from different race um, and gender and um, all that good stuff and bringing them to 
hear their voices, having that those voices. And I feel that there are a lot of spaces being made right now, especially um, when it comes down to the development. I'm a part of this youth initiative um, um, called the Community Practice of, of Youth Focus um, with us as an organization at Team of Cooperative, also um, as an organization um, with um, the Employment um, Innovation and K and Antigonish, I think, yeah, Antigonish, please don't quote me wrong on that. Um, but yeah, um, we're actually focusing on, from a diverse perspective, on allowing youth voices um, to be heard um, from a diverse um, and inclusive perspective. Because I feel that when we have more of these forums going on, um, there has to be action towards these forums. I feel that the forums that are happening now, they are changing. It, 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 they were more so of a, just a discussion-based um, forum, but more they, they're having a discussion and an action-based forum at the same time, um, whereas we're including youth, um, which is the action where we were saying, okay, we are welcoming the career practitioners, but then they say, okay, no, we should invite the youth. Let's invite them. Let's hear their voices. Let's hear what they have to say in order to help us move forward into different ways. And so when it comes down to that, welcoming different people into the spaces, um, and also into the workplace. How do you feel about the workplace diversity and, and use of? I think um, you work um, here at, at Team of Cooperative, um, which is our employment agency. How do you feel about the workplace diversity that happens here? Uh, well, I think it's uh, really inclusive because origi originally Team of Cooperative uh, only specialized in people with uh, mental or physical disabilities, right? But now it's open up to anyone who's eligible to work uh, in Nova Scotia. So that alone will show you how inclusive it is. Um, and when it comes to my role, I don't want to limit my answer to just my role since I am an intern, so I don't have uh, the opportunities to work with different clients as much as a full-time worker. Uh, but I want to mention how the way I was raised and, and where I grew up in Dubai, it's a very cosmopolitan uh, city. So I was growing up exposed to a lot of different people from all over the world. So at a young age, I really understood um, how to be inclusive and how to appreciate uh, diverse cultures and people with different languages. Um, and finally, I also want to say that the world is rapidly changing. Globalization is at an all-time high. So if you do want to be effective in your life, you need to be able to uh, include people from different demographics uh, in your life so yeah yeah that's very important the inclusiveness it brings a whole um, collective of where we can go as a body and so I'm going to shift into a different um, area and, and actually I'm targeting this question towards you if you were to create a diversity and inclusion plan what would be your priorities my priorities would actually be starting with uh the actual require the uh, the hiring process of all companies. When I look at and Tyree, I think you may be able to echo this from some of maybe your students. When I remember looking at this job role, and it was way back, probably ten years ago, and it said, you know, you had to have this degree, that degree, that degree, and all these. In order to really look into diversity and inclusion. If you put these hard limits on, you know, what prerequisites a person says that they feel that they are qualified to do a role, how about you listen to their experience, 
And then you're taking away because, you know, certain people that even get certain qualifications in other countries, they're disqualified when they come here because we have different rules on how you had to have attended post-secondary education. And there's certain generations that didn't even have access to that type. People come here from different countries just because, for example, if you are if you come here from Syria and you owned a business your entire life and then you fled that country, you are equally as qualified to be a manager of staff because you've done it before. But it, it, it's from the beginning, these places discourage diverse applicants because they think, oh, well, I'm not, I don't have that degree that is on that paper. So I would start by removing the educational because a lot of marginalized cultures, they don't have those educational requirements. I myself have a college background. And I can't tell you when I worked with one of the big four, how I was looked down upon because I didn't have the masters of business and all the other fancy things. Well, now I have my own company. And so in my rec recruitment plan, I will never mention education and I will do everything to balance the requirements to include something that is likely to have been experienced by a different culture because you can gain experiencing. If you are, say for example, looking at a person that would be responsible for people, if they worked at a daycare, for example, that they would have dealt with children, which by the way is 10 times harder than dealing with adults, that, <laughs> that you can have an open mind when you write a job description, what you're looking for, and focus on the person because people can learn to do anything. I have retrained twice in my life to do completely different roles and look at the capabilities of a person and stop looking at these boxes. So that would be my my contribution. Ooh, free system. Wow. <laughs> that is so true. Like, wow, you made me shed a tear. <laughs> Many people along my life, I've been called a hillbilly. And you know what? I've shed a lot of tears because of different managers' belief of, I. you know what? I've taken a lot of communications courses, but I didn't sound, I sounded like, like you know, a small town girl from Nova Scotia and like the country bumpkin for quite a long time. And I can't tell you how I was treated or that didn't make me less smart or capable. Mm -hmm. But I think we just need to start thinking about people and what they can do and what they're, and you know what, lead. Actually, you know, if you think something, you just think someone is a really strong, motivated person, give them a chance. Yeah. yeah. Tyree, I, I want to hear from you, man. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yo, it's so hard to follow up because I feel like Ashley made a lot of great really? points and she she's right on on point. Um, you know, it's crazy because, you know, in in the college here, you know, there's a, without going into too much of a situation that's transpiring right now. But um, HR is flooded with old white people, period. You know, I'm just going to be real for a bit, you know, and. It's crazy because there's a situation that has happened or that can transpire in an organization. I'll just use an, I'll just say, you know, hypothetically. And if, if, if something has happened and someone in a, whether it be a marginalized community or someone that's just not, you know, the majority happens, it's almost like when you're in a situation like myself where, you know, I have to do what's best for the student, I have to look after the student's well being, it almost feels, like a challenge for me to to bring up an issue that transpired to older white people in HR because I feel like you know the situation has to be very you know serious for them to really take it serious you know if, if someone says the n-word in the class for instance as an example I just feel like it, it's so hard to be an advocate you know and when you're a frontline person to try to make change 
Um, I think like, you know, one of the biggest important things is, is to start with HR and to have a no uh, racist policy, you know, have people that are in these positions that are high up in HR, truthfully good human beings that aren't, you know, a secret closet racist, you know what I mean? And again, I'm just being real. I'll give you another small example is like, you know, a situation that transpired, the head HR person is referencing someone that's non-binary as her, keep saying her, her, her. And I have to be the one to correct him and be like, it's they, you know, oh, well, she'll be more comfortable if we get, you know, a female to sit in on this. Co-. No, it's, it's they, you know what I mean? So it's like, it starts at the top. These people in the top positions in HR and organizations are not educated enough. They haven't gone to any classes to get, you know, they're, they're still stuck in their mindset ways of, you know, how things used to be. So I think that it's so important, like Ashley says, to give people that technically could be qualified, but just don't have those, they can't check those dots, give them a chance, give them a chance and see what they can do in those type of situations. But I think it's just so important to have diversity at all levels of an organization, most importantly, HR, for there to be a, a change over time. Um, can I ask one I, question I, there? I Actually, you really know what? It's funny. funny. You brought up something about please, one of my, my lifelong pet peeves, and I'm sorry if everyone loves this. I yeah. hate diversity and inclusion training, especially given in a corporate setting. The best thing you can do, in my personal opinion, when I, I was 16 living on my own, and I boarded with do you know who took me in? Immigrant families. I boarded with, you know, immigrants from Greece, Italy, Chinese. And you know what I learned was culture through that experience. You can sit there and you can preach, don't say these words, live it. So that way you know why it hurts. And then you'll never do it again. It's the feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I also believe that in, you know, in order to get diversity and inclusion, we need to stop expecting people to be robots. You know, there's so much things that you, you don't overshare at work. You don't tell your coworkers if you're going through something hard. You know, people can only deal with what they know and what you're going through. And so I think we need to stop training and start living with different experiences because then we'll grow too. Wow. Such a good point. Like it's like also like hands on. You got to be a practitioner. Yeah, like go. You, you know what? I think every person, if you say you we want to learn more about marginalized Black communities, go spend some time there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, go volunteer. volunteer. You know what? Learn and ask and put yourself. Don't you don't want to speak to some other corporate executive who led some training on diversity? You want to go to one of those businesses. Mm-hmm. I visited the Bahamas actually about ten years ago, and. I hated the resort. I didn't want to be surrounded by a bunch of white people with people trying to braid my hair. What I did was I got on a bus and I went to this town. I don't know where it was, but someone told me I shouldn't be there. But you know what? I went into those businesses and I met some of the nicest, coolest people. And I got spent like $3 on some really good chicken. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I talked to the locals because I went to the Bahamas to experience. I lived in Newfoundland. I didn't want to be surrounded by more white people. And I wanted to learn about the culture and how these people live. That's why I went there in the first place. And so I went back on that bus every day for five days. And you know what? That was the best vacation I ever had. (laughs) It's crazy, Ashley. I'm going to connect with you afterwards, Ashley, because I lived in Newfoundland (laughs) for seven years and I went to Halifax West. So I'm sure if you're, if you're 35, we're probably in graduate class. (laughs) I'm not quite there yet. Oh, let me get my walker. No, but that's, Honestly. that's such great points. I, I I feel like that's everything. And like, I'll just touch on Ashley's point just a little bit, just like, you know, um, 
so like I I went backpacking in Europe with one of my close friends. He's actually sitting beside me now. He's just having his coffee. But uh, and and we didn't stay. We stayed at like hostels and we went to like places where we got to like get to know how people are really living, you know. And I think that that's what it's all about, you know, to go and actually get to know the culture without just you know. Oh, I've been to Italy, yeah, but I stayed the on the resort. I want to go to Italy. My dream really is to go to you. Italy, and I want I love to cook, and I want to take. I want to go to the rural mountains somewhere and I want to like watch them make pasta and learn from the professionals. Like you, I love I, that. I, and I also love, love just the idea of taking culture because when I went to the Bahamas and I met those people, I, you take a little bit of that culture with you. And that's exactly. what I want to start. Let's be not people say about a cultural appropriation. If you learn something and you experience it and you want to take that to your daily life, we need to celebrate the diversity and start just trying new things. It makes us more interesting. People are really boring when they don't go anywhere. That's so right. true. So boring. And, and and just like when you travel, I, I truly believe that. I spent uh, most of my every, career actually I think working for a company is... out of London and it will Denmark, London. And I've traveled a lot too. And I, I always remember the very first time I got on a plane. And it was, I thought, you know, the world was just so much bigger. And that's what made me leave, you know, Small Town Magri. And I haven't looked back. Mm. And it's just the world is so much bigger and we need to think bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, 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 that's really amazing. And speaking about the world, I always try to say, if you want to change the world, look at the people in front of you. And you like, start with the person. Yeah, start, start with, the mirror. Start with, start with yourself. Who are in front of you, who, who you see that are from different perspectives, different cultures, and you, you have to have to go to another continent to change the world. Start with those persons who are from the continent. They exactly. are in, they the live locals. in Canada. They live here. Exactly. Not only just that. Start you know, with what one you of have. The biggest Start things with that what I, you have. I found, especially during the pandemic, and I'm sorry this is a hot button issue, but everybody's fighting with everybody right now. And I, I'll remember also during that, I had actually been about, I went through you know work situation. I got really stressed, and I actually lost a lot of my hair. So I decided to start wearing wigs actually for about uh, about 10 months. Uh, luckily my hair has grown back. But I joined a community because in the African community, a lot of the women wear wigs or extensions or, and so many of those people helped me do it properly so I could feel better about myself. But you know what, there wasn't one talk about culture or difference. It, it was just a whole bunch of people asking the questions on the same topic and I think we just need to start working together and because that's what I, I just dislike all the tension and I'm curious what everyone thinks about, you know, how do we remove that tension and start just putting people in the same room? Anyone? How do we do that? I, 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 I would say by actually just um, inviting people into our spaces, um, by, by, not by invitation, but also having a conversation and seeing their areas of, of expertise, not only your expertise, but area of history and knowledge to bring them into that space. And so welcoming people with open arms and not um, pulling back anyone, giving them that opportunity. Um, anyone else? And again, it starts with yourself. Again, it starts with you. It starts with you as a person to bring that that energy and bring that diver that diversity inclusion to you. You know, there's nobody can nobody else can do it better than you, 
right? Um, so again, you these just like what we're doing these podcasts, we're talking about it, we're bringing it to the surface. We're not letting, it, we're not hiding it. We're bringing it to the surface. So again, having these summits, you know, speaking to individuals, you know, friends, partners, again, you know, bringing this to the surface and just not letting it settle down. I feel as if that's that's what we need. Definitely, I'd say ki- kindness and in abundance. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like right now, especially, Ashley makes a good point. The world's just getting more divided. Right. You know, people are getting more extreme to one side. You know, there's, there's, I like to say us that are the open mind that's trying to make the world better, and then the people that are closed minded. And I don't want to say keep the world stagnant, but just stuck mm-hmm. in their ways. And but I feel like, regardless, you're not going to be able to change people. You cannot, you, you, you cannot put so much pressure on yourself to feel like mm-hmm. you can change people. Instead. Just be nice and live in an abundance mindset. And whether it be five years, 10 years, two months, you're going to change someone. Someone's going to be like, man, like that person was just so nice, even though I was so like standoffish. Like, let me try being nice to some. Let me hold this door and see how that makes me feel. You know what I mean? I feel like when you pressure it down people's throats, mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. not work. What no, I think say, it's Ashley? contagious. I agree with you. <laughs> Exactly. And my mom always say, my mom always say, kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Right. Yeah, yes. Right. Yes, smart lady. I also wanted to mention something that should be uh, con- considered. Uh, when Ashley talked about how we should appreciate other people's cultures by, for example, doing the things that they do, uh, once you've experienced it, uh, you have that right to, if you enjoy it, for example, with the, the example you give with, with the wigs, right? Uh, a lot of people would see that and consider that to be uh, a racist or cultural appropriation. And that's something yep. that really frustrates me. You're appreciating other people's cultures and uh, it's, it shouldn't be taken in a negative light. Uh, this also reminds me, I don't know if you guys have heard that, but um, th- there's some uh, Hollywood actor's son. He went to Jamaica for, uh, for a while and came back and Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I remember that. Tom Hanks. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Uh, He was speaking Jamaican or with a Jamaican accent. And the funny thing is, online, all the Jamaicans loved it. They found it funny. They found it amusing. But all the other people who are Caucasian, I assume, found that they were outraged for the Jamaicans. They they saw that (laughs) as as being racist. But... (laughs) Yeah, as if they had the, the exactly. space to, to yeah. judge. I, so I think people should I, relax I, that is a, a bit. <laughs> and I yeah. can speak on that too as well. Uh, Temple did uh, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled come to the Bahamas so much, and you yeah. know he say like what, 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 and and people in the Bahamas we love it because he's like yo this this guy coming from the U.S. speaking like our language like. He's just killing us laughing. We just laugh. And people think that the social media, people will be like, yo, like, the Bahamian people should be in Paris. And, like, everybody will be like, nah. It's just a joke, right? So I totally understand what you say, you said. Mm. Wow. Wow. This has been an amazing discussion. I think we can have so much more into this discussion and we can bring so much value. And I must say that we're, we're going to bring this series back into each one of our episodes because we're going to invite other people into the spaces and we're going to add more to the context um, of diversity but taking it to another level each time not just focusing on the cultural perspective not just focusing on openness but focusing on policies and and governance and all that good stuff and where it all started with history and everything so I I thank my my team and also um, our guest um, Tyree for being a part of this discussion because it's very important um, to see this world. The world is changing rapidly. 
is changing and we need to be a part of the change. And it starts with us, like we said, and as we continue to move forward, let's build. Let's build together. Let's build with our voices. Let's build with unity. Thank you so much, everyone, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.